This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. hope you've been having a wonderful, wonderful day today. I pray that God's richest blessings have been upon you, your family, your loved ones, and that grace and goodness are with you in a multitude of ways. It's Lauren Jacobs here and it's Voice of Change Time, where we always talk about and where I love to get into conversations about what is necessary, what is controversial, and what is absolutely something we need to be talking about and today we are getting into the topic of what is happening in Iran. Since September the 16th we have been seeing over a hundred protests all over Iran and they have been taking place and also outside of the country people have been joining in solidarity with the people of Iran and we need to you know yes we hear media talk or we read a small article somewhere and go oh these things are happening or you know we see a social media post and if you've been on social media like me then you would have been seeing that Gina Massa was killed while in police custody for not wearing a hijab correctly. This has been a point of contention for the re- the leaders and the rulers of Iran for a long time with the laws that they use to really, really just hold a hand over the women in Iran. And this has really, really sparked an outrage, outrage that has been there for many, many decades of the fact that these laws have been around, but also that they keep women disempowered and really keep control over people. And so today, that is why it's so important for us to talk about what is happening in Iran and why do we need to really stand in solidarity with the people. I'm joined by the incredible Anushe, who's going to be with me today. And she was born in Iran, but fled to Germany with her family as a young child. And she was very, very concerned with, of course, and very interested in the topic of, you know, fleeing and refugees. And so she founded the NGO called Flamingo. Network for Refugee Women and Children, and it is focused and featured in Berlin. She also studied Iranian Studies and Anthropology at University, and in May of this year, she won the incredible Global Citizen Award for her commitment to refugee women. And her work is incredible. Winning the Global Citizen Award is a big achievement, and her work for refugee women and her help with refugee women is outstanding and so i have invited her onto the show today to chat with us about the situation in iran and as a as a person who is an activist and is someone who's raising her voice she is incredible to share on this topic she did tell me before the show that she is not an english speaker so of course she fled to germany and speaks german and so today even though that is the case Anushe still has so much to share with us and we and I know that you as a listener and me as Lauren we don't mind that at all because we love hearing people with different stories different voices from around the world so I want you to settle in and and settle down with me today because what I really really hope and pray for this show is that we can hear the truth about what is happening in Iran and that our hearts will be stirred to know why this matters and why we need to care so Anushe joins me after this 
It's going to be such a great time here on the show today. As I said earlier on, we need to be talking about topics that are really, really relevant, not only topics, but we need to be sharing the truth of what is happening in our world today because it's happening with people all over. And today, as we talk about Iran, we talk about the protests, we talk about women's rights in Iran and what is happening. I'm joined by an incredible woman, Anushe, and she is coming to us live from Germany. And I want to say that it is such a privilege and honor to have her join me today to be sharing about what is happening in Iran, but also about the deeper truths that we need to hear, that we need to, as an international community, that we need to be aware of. And also we need to reflect on the lives of the women who have been lost through what we see happening in Iran and also what we hope the future is going to look like. And with that having been said, Anushe, thank you so much for being with me today. I know that English is not your first language, so you are just displaying such bravery being with me today. And I really thank you for that. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Nice to be here. So we, you know, if anybody has been basically following the news or following the media or being on social media like many millennials have been. You know, we have been seeing this wave of protests happening in Iran, but now it's really heated up since September the 16th. There has been a wave of over a 100 protests that have really broken out across the country. And I want to know from you, maybe there are listeners who go, oh, well, there are these protests, but what actually has sparked these protests And as we reach, we are over a month of protesting now, and it is continuing. It is just happening. And I first want to know from you, can you share with us a bit of background on what exactly has sparked people to really filter out onto the street and to reveal that there is outrage, there is also passion for change? What has really sparked these protests? And we see that they are continuing, and also there are protests happening outside of the country. What is actually going on? Um, I think that um, in Iran, especially marginalized uh, people um, want to, yeah, want to stop to suffer from the Iranian state. Mm. And um, when Gina Masa Amini um, died after uh, she got arrested by the morality police in Iran on um, the 13th of September, um, Uh, the the internet showed the picture of the 22 years old um, Kurdish woman living in Iran, and uh, she died because uh, she didn't wear her hijab correctly. Because Iran has a morality police, their only job is it to uh, to spend time on street and to um, yeah to to look after young women after girls wearing their hijab correctly. I think that that we are seeing, I know that obviously I have seen the pictures and I was following the story as well. And to realize that a woman was killed in police custody for not wearing her hijab correctly seems something very strange. If you're living in kind of the Western communities and you're living outside of Iran and this I'm sure that what happened with her kind of was almost a big moment that caused 
these protests to to happen. I'm sure that it wasn't just the only thing that sparked protest. What continues to fuel the protest, the protests that are happening? And again, we also see, and I know in Germany where you are as well, and we see in America and other countries, people supporting Iran and the people of Iran and also protesting. We've seen women also cutting off their hair, which we've seen in, you know, big, powerful leaders doing that. What continues to fuel the fact that these protests are continuing and that they will continue? I think it's an opportunity right now because uh, in the past there were many protests in Iran, and but the um, Iranian state has so much power. They are so violent. Uh, they kill, they torture the people who are protesting. So every time uh, the chance was over. And now uh, what 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 is new in um, in that situation is uh, of course the social media there are many really really human right activists iranian german right activists um who are um who are publishing every day like every hour uh, the news of the mm. situation in iran this is new and of course also the um the fact that uh, gina who is now getting a symbol for the um, for the protests? Um, that uh, she has a Kurdish background, and the Kurdish community stands um, with the protests, like um, like the uh, slogan "Jin Jihan Azadi," mm -hmm. uh, "Women, Life, Freedom," uh, is um, is based on the uh, on the Kurdish um, women uh, liberty movement. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are such, um, there's, um, this is a new power because also the workers go on street. Uh, many other marginalized uh, people go to, to the street and uh, the community is bigger. It's a, um, I think it's a, um, the moment is there to, that the people, even in Denmark or in, um, in Sweden, they show uh, solidarity. Hmm. I'm thinking as well of how powerful solidarity really is, because sometimes when there are so many things happening, you you can almost, even if it's your country or your nation, there is a sense that you feel quite alone. And I know this year, having spoken to people in Ukraine who are in the middle of, of a war, they have consistently said, please tell our stories, please don't forget about us, please, uh, you know, speak up because we we are not alone. We don't want to feel alone. And one of the things that they have been saying a lot is that when that solidarity is there and people do share the stories or share the truth or speak up, it is that sense that we are not in this alone. And, and even though it's against big world powers or governments or leaders that are doing wrongful things and harmful actions, there is a sense that when we stand up together, we we are not alone and we are stronger together. And I really love the fact that people in the world are protesting and are really taking things in Iran to heart because it is a sense that, you know, we might not physically be together, but we are together. And I think it's important and and I really think it's such an appreciation for people around the world to say, you know what, we are standing with you and this is this shouldn't be happening. And the thing is that the anger really against the wrongful treatment of women 
that is something that we see expressed. And I know that in Iran, it's erupted after years of mistreatment of women. It's not just now, but like you said, these laws that control, for example, what women wear and, you know, how they dress, how they wear the hijab, police units, like you already said to us, the morality police arresting women forcing them into police vans. We have seen videos of that as well. And this has become something that people are really speaking up against. And it has been there for a while. And as an activist yourself, as someone who takes this too hard and this leads your work as well, are you hopeful that things can and will change? Obviously, this is something that we've seen the harmful treatment of women. It's been happening for many, many years. For many decades, there have been these laws in place. Are you hopeful that things can change? As now, like you said, this is a moment where people are speaking up. Is there hope for change? Uh, yes, to my mind, uh, this is the time that um, because uh, we are now, um, if we watch the videos, if we speak with people uh, from Iran, um, there's no, to my mind, there's no possibility to, to, to for a step back. It's mm-hmm. not, uh, it's not the question of what kind of reform, like I, uh, I, I saw yesterday a video of uh, the Iranian president Raisi uh, who said something like, yeah, I will think about reforms. Maybe we can change something that the people get uh, again quiet. And mm. um, But this is not the question, not at all. It's uh, The question is um, uh, when will they fail? The system is so old. They are so old men. They are barbarian men. Hmm. Uh, um, who are murderers? Who are um, yeah? Who, are, who who do torture and rape like every day? Like uh, like their system. This is their religion. You, hmm. That is what the the whole world has to understand. Their religion is to to rape girls and to torture them. Hmm. And uh, the time has come that this has to change. And I think um, it will. But I yeah. Every day when I see uh, videos or if I see pictures. Uh, of murdered children you know the iranian state is killing their own children their own youth Hmm. and they don't have to lose anything anymore they don't want to go back or uh, to make a deal with any reforms they want to live um, in freedom And so essentially what has to happen is there needs to be a governmental change as well. Not so. There needs to be a full change from the top. It's not about reforming this little thing here or changing this little law here. Are we going to think about this? There really needs to be a huge shift and it has to start right at the top. Yes. And um, mm, what I think is... um, when I say the youth, uh, they don't have to lose anything anymore. They go outside, also they know they can be killed. It's it's their daily life right now. Mm. They risk their life for freedom. And on the other hand, the mullahs, the uh, Iranian, um, yeah, government, mm-hmm. uh, they 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 are afraid because they can lose everything this is a uh, this is contra- i don't know what how to explain it yeah uh, this is on the uh, on the other hand so um what i see is now uh, um how long does it make it faster that's a process to to help the youth to help the uh, um 
the people who are only uh, going outside risking their lives for freedom um, that they don't lose their power and mm -hmm. this is so important that uh, we all everybody has to say iran we see you we are your voices we see you we don't um we don't uh, lose the um yeah the solidarity with you this is so important uh, and then yeah i hope it it will change mm -hmm. it has to mm -hmm. That's exactly so. Like you're saying is that, you know, people protesting, young people protesting and people raising their voices, they don't have anything to lose in that way. But the rulers, those who are ruling, they're the ones that stand to lose everything. And hopefully, and, and it is also my hope and prayer as someone outside of the country, but it is my hope and prayer, exactly what you're saying becomes realized that that change will happen, that it will come. In fact, actually this morning I was watching a video of uh, someone who traveled to Iran just in April this year, and they uh, were sharing loads of videos of how beautiful the country is and uh, how he was saying uh, he is an American Jewish guy and he traveled to Iran and he said that he was slightly nervous because this is the propaganda you hear as well, like, oh, you this Jewish American, like you shouldn't go there, you know. But he said he went and he fell in love with the people and the culture and and just it was such a beautiful country and he was just saying please if you can visit please go and visit it's such a beautiful place and everyone is so uh, was friendly and uh, the food was good and and you know it was just beautiful and I think that again you know people in the international community don't often hear that truth about the country and about the beauty and about the history and the culture and I think that you probably feel really proud about that as well. And you, you probably feel so proud of your identity. And yet when we look at it, we see these people right at the top who are doing terrible things to ordinary citizens. And that must be pretty hard to deal with, isn't it? When you have to see the videos and look at everything and go, I'm so proud of my identity and who I am. I'm so proud to be from this amazing country, This these people who are my people. And yet we see people that are bar barbaric leading and doing terrible things. And that must be pretty hard, isn't it? Yes, of course, on the one hand. And on the other, uh, it. I'm, yeah, I'm speechless how do you say speechless yeah i feel speechless because uh, uh watching uh, the youth going outside um risking their lives um because um if they you know the daily life for the youth in iran is they are not allowed to listen to pop music they are not allowed hmm. uh, to listen to music they're not allowed to wear the clothes they want to wear um every step is controlled by the morality police outside as they go to school after school most of the girls are studying in university but after uh, they get their exams uh, there's no really a possibility for a good job like they want so mm -hmm. they feel um yeah they get more and more d depressed because there's they see uh, in the internet they see how life can also be in other uh, lands and um yeah if i yeah if i see the uh, the history of the uh, country when i was born in uh, iran um the revolution started mm. so um, i have no 
memories about uh, the the regime before. I I only know that it was not um, uh, fair to the um, to the people as well, but it was not a, a totalitarian state like it is right now. Mm. And yeah, mm. and thank you so much for sharing that as well. And I think that you're mentioning about young people looking and seeing how life is in different places. And I think it's strange to people probably listening as well to think, wow, they, you know, you can't even listen to music or pop music or you can't even listen to normal things. It, it, and and we, need that, we need to let that settle with us as we listen and say, wow, this is actually the reality for people living in Iran. This is the reality today. And I want us just to take a music break now. And I want us just to almost reflect on that as we listen to some music. We get the opportunity to listen to the music that we choose to listen to, as you're going to be listening to now. And yet this is not the reality for people living in Iran. And that's why protesting and raising their voices and raising our voices together is so important right now at this time, at this moment, as Anusha has been saying to us. So enjoy some music, but don't go anywhere. We're going to continue after this. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, here on Voice of Change today. Welcome to the show if you've just joined me. And you know what? If you've been with me from the beginning, it's great to have you along because I'm sure that you're wanting to be informed and keep on being informed about what is happening in Iran. Now, Anusha is with me and we have been chatting about why the protests have been happening that we have been seeing over the past month, but also why people have got involved in different countries as well, saying, actually, we care, we stand in solidarity and it's important for us to do that. Anusha, one of the things that you were talking about, you know, earlier on in the show was the morality police and those who are you know, arresting young women for not wearing a hijab, not wearing it correctly. One of the things that's happened this week, and I wanted us to touch on this, is that the Iranian climber who competed in Seoul without a hijab on, Alnaz Rekabi, she was supposed to have flown back to Tehran and actually people are really concerned because she hasn't been seen. And of course, we know that there are real fears here because she competed without a hijab on and who knows what happened. You know, what? what is what is your thought and feeling about the fact that she hasn't been seen and no one really knows where she is and people fear that she is missing and and you know, only time will be able to tell where about she is. What is your thoughts and feelings about this? Yeah, it it makes me so angry uh, when I read it because I, we were so proud, my community, me, we were so proud when we um, saw the pictures yesterday that she uh, was um, uh, without the hijab. That was a, such a great statement. And mm. um, um and now I I uh, I was following her on Instagram account. There's a, there's a new uh, story uh, written in Farsi uh, where she writes. Of uh, to, to my mind, it's not uh, her voice; it's somebody else because there's no uh, actual picture of her. Hmm. Uh, that she writes that it is what that it was like an accident that her hijab was not. Um, it's. Um, you know, it's a propaganda uh, uh, speak mm. of the Iranian state. It's always uh, it it has a um, it is like traditional lying mm. messages uh, in the media, 
and um yeah i um i'm afraid i i i don't hope uh, she's in heaven in the prison mm. um but that's that is what the uh, yeah what the human activists are um are thinking that she's now in heaven in the prison uh only because she uh, she was not wearing the hijab mm. yeah and uh oh. it's important to know that the prison in tehran it's um Amnesty International and every human activist, uh, uh, they are writing since many years that this prison is a torture uh, cave. Mm. So um, women also uh, every day uh, on the streets, they uh, they catch women and they bring them there. It's it's so awful. Mm. Awful? Do you say awful? Yeah, awful. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and um, yeah, um, with with a, a young woman Elnas, um i think uh, if they um they work like like many totalitarian states do work with propaganda and with uh, they um they maybe they say to her we will kill your sister we will kill your mother if you don't uh, say that you you feel s sorry mm. So this is a tactical um, way the Iranian state is working. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that as well and for just, you know, lifting that for up for us and saying that this is what happens, you know. And uh, I also thought it was so incredibly brave of her to compete without a hijab. And, and she was making a statement and also saying that, you know, this is not our government. This is not our leadership. This is not what we want. And this is this is not how it should be. And I think that when we look at the protests, we see that there are literally hundreds of young women in the protests at the moment. And they're really making their voices heard, making their presence felt. And it, it, it almost seems as though if you're looking at it from the outside, it is such an act of courage and it's bravery because like you are saying, women are routinely tortured or raped or they are arrested, sent to that prison. And, you know, it is, it is quite a thing to almost take your life into your hands to stand up in a protest and say, we, we, we want things to change. And. What do young women in Iran hope for? Because this is bravery that they're joining the protests. And how do you see it? Do you see it that there is a specific hope that they are hoping for to come out of this? Or is it just that time and that moment to say, we don't want to live like this anymore. This cannot continue. I think it's a, a the question of um, of all. It, it really means everything for them to go outside now to risk their life mm. uh, it there's there's no other possibility there's no like i said before there's no the um uh, they they don't go outside and uh, risk their life and protest for a free life um only for that moment it's really uh they they won't stop i'm sure they won't stop mm. because if we say, yeah, they risk their life, it, uh, it, um, it's so easy to, to say that. But, but what does it mean? What does it mean for, mm. for the parents when they, they know 
they say goodbye to their children who are only going to to protest on street, nothing more. Mm. And uh, they don't know if their children will come back. Mm. So like uh, many girls are uh, killed um, by the uh, by the police in the last protests. Um, uh, they get kidnapped. The parents don't know where they are. This is um, it's so easy to say, yeah, they risk their life. But mm. uh, what does it mean? It means mm. really there's no way back. They they go. Um, this is a time for change. This is. Uh, I think there's no other question. Mm. 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 Absolutely. You know, one of the things that's important, I think, for people outside of Iran to also know is that oftentimes we read media or newspapers that is really influenced by the propaganda that is pushed from the leaders in Iran. And I think that it's important for the international community to be aware and to use wisdom and discernment when they read things or see things to ask, is this true? What would you want today, the international community and people who are listening to us all around the world to know about Iran, the situation in Iran and what is happening and and what is important for us to realize and know right now as we look, as we are outside of the country and we look in, what would you want us to know what is important for the international community to realize? Um, I think it is very important not to forget that um, that the Iranian state is really a totalitarian state, uh, which is killing their own youth, their own children and marginalized people, the LSBTG community. Uh, there's a, um, um, how do you say, the death penalty mm. uh, for LSBTG. And they, um, um, this is, I think, we have to repeat it to understand how a totalitarian uh, system tries to to keep their power. So uh, journalism uh, from foreign countries it, it's not it's not so um, that there are journalists in Iran right now that they can write about the situation. Mm. Every every information uh, outside for the main newspapers in the Western countries um, they come from the uh, president of the Iran. So it, um, they have to be uh, careful by repeating their messages. For example, after um, I think two weeks ago, um, the German journal journalists uh, wrote that um, the death of Gina Massa Amini uh, was not the fault of the uh, morality police, mm -hmm. because they only repeated the um, yeah the messages from the Iranian state. This is not uh, this is not like. Uh, what journalism um, has to be, yeah. uh, we have to be very careful uh, uh, what we, um, yeah, what we read and what we believe. And there are so many uh, German Iranian journalists, for example, who are working, I think, twenty four hours a day, and uh, who are very good journalists and um, in very good contact with the uh, Iranian people, and they post. Um, yeah, I think for me it's a, it's the best journalism they are doing. You, they have to follow them. I, I can also mm. give you the um, uh, the names mm. if you want to share it with the community. Mm. I think that's important as well because we need to be hearing truth and we need to be hearing about what is actually happening. We need to also not we 
and as journalists, there is a huge, huge reality that we have to live by, and it's a standard of truth telling. And 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 then people would say, well, truth looks differently depending which side you stand. But actually, there are essential truths and there are essential stories that we need to be sharing. And I think it's important for us to to be consistently not just taking things in and just absorbing them as they come to us, but to ask necessary questions around what we're reading and what we are seeing. If things seem very, very contradictory, like, oh, everything's okay here. And no, this this is what's happening. But yet you, we see the protests, we see people sharing the truth. We, sh- we see that happening. So then we should be asking, okay, what is the truth here? And there was something that you wrote to me that I, I really wanted to to share and it's it's something that you wrote to me and you said that you love the sentence that you read and it said uh, when a mother did not allow her daughter to go to protest on the streets she said mom my blood is not worth more than the blood of the killed girls like Nika or like Gina and I think that that's such a powerful statement to make but it's also a very truthful one and I do want to say even though our realities may look slightly different between South Africa and Iran, we have seen we have a routine killing of women and young girls in South Africa. We lose girls and women every single day. And I know that in 2019, in September 2019, you know, there were so many thousands upon thousands of women in South Africa that marched to our government buildings and and just it was just a catalyst of the anger and the pain that we have carried for so many years and continue to carry as we lose a woman and a child every single day to rape and murder and nothing gets done about it. And in that way, I want to bring that up because to the listeners who are listening, this is not just about something that is happening somewhere far away. We can sense and feel that solidarity with women and girls in Iran because we understand that there is this reality of rape and murder happening. And yes, our realities are slightly different. Maybe it's not by government or it's by people, but yet we need to stand up and to raise our voices and stand in solidarity and say that we are with the women of Iran. We are with the people who are standing up. And Anusha, I want to say thank you so much for joining me today and for just shining some light on what is happening and your final words and your final thoughts that you would like to leave with us today as we close. Uh, I would love for you to just end off with any message that you have on your mind or on your heart today. Thank you so much. Um, Yeah, I want to say that um, not everybody has the kind of opportunities uh, like we have, like we can raise our voices to support um, the girls and women. and that yeah that we um that it's more or less our um our responsibility to be their voices mm-hmm. and to spread it and to support them mm-hmm. yeah amen that is that is so important well, and yeah what what makes me also uh, so angry is that um uh, what you t- you told me about south africa uh, it's there are so many parallels uh, with a uh, um femicide mm. uh globally who's um and that the that the rapes that the tortures that the uh, killing uh, girls and women that mostly do, do not have any consequences 
also the mm. um, you know when we were speaking about uh, Elners and um, that the Iranian state has uh, I can I cannot explain it uh, they can um, bring her to the prison in Iran mm -hmm. and everybody is watching uh, her um, her act like not wearing a hijab mm. but they can do it because they feel they they are not afraid the iranian state is not afraid they they because they know there will there won't be any consequences mm -hmm. that makes me so angry and this is what we have to fight for that that they um yeah that the, uh, th that we have to change that 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 the focus has to be on girls and uh, women and yeah women life freedom mm -hmm. from the kurdish uh, liberation movement mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Anisha, for sharing that. And again, it's it's a responsibility for those of us who can raise our voices to take that on board and say, how can we do this? And so, Anisha, I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. It really has been a, a real blessing for me. And I know, like I said, that that it's just such a great conversation to have. And I've, I've really enjoyed our time together. So thank you so much and all the best for all the incredible work that you are doing moving forward during this time and in the years to come. I'm really just thankful to have you with me today. So thank you. And yes, just be super blessed in everything that you continue to do. Thank you so much. Oftentimes when I go speak somewhere and I speak about women's rights or things that's happening in the world around women, things that I've witnessed personally, places that I've traveled to as a journalist and conversations I've had just with other journalists or with activists or with people in organizations and nonprofits while working to uplift the life of girls. Often when I go and speak at places, people will say, I cannot believe that in this time that we live in and in this 21st century, these things are still happening to women. And I always get amazed by that thought because although we look at our time frame or our era and we tend to think that it is a place of goodness and safety and equality for women and the girl child, this is not the case. This is not the case in many communities, in many nations and in many places around the world, this is not the case. And it's not just in developing nations or, you know, as we would say, third world countries, it's in developed nations first world countries it's in many different places the reality for women living in iran is that this is a scary situation and also men and women are protesting girls and boys are involved in saying we want change you know older women and older men are involved in saying we want change from the young people to the older people and yet the youth are the ones that are carrying that hope and are the ones that are you know exactly like anushe was saying you know, we say, oh, they risk their lives to go on the street. But what does that really mean? It's actually a very, very deep truth. When you go onto the street and you do not have the blessing in inverted commas of you know being able to protest like in south africa protesting is a democratic right and you can protest anytime anywhere according to certain guidelines this is not the case for the people of iran so what does it really mean it really means that we say oh they are risking their lives but in fact they really really are and so today i really want to encourage you as you've been with me the purpose of this as well that was really on my heart and Anushay's heart was that we could share a little bit of truth with you in this hour that we've been together and and like she said propaganda is real and it's happening and so we can't just spread it we need to also be able to dissect 
discern and decide on that which is truth. And I pray that you've been able to do that a little bit today after the show. I also want to encourage you to remember something. As Christians who are listening to the show, we need to be able to not only pray for people who are struggling, but also be the hands and feet to be the change we want to see, the change we want to make. And so today I encourage you to, you know what, really, really pray for the people of Iran, pray for them, pray for their safety, pray for change, and continue to pray, continue to advocate. If you are able to do that, if you're able to share, even just reshare social media posts of truth, or be able to just say that my heart is sad today about what's happening in Iran, just bring it to people's attention that this is happening. And so create that awareness and stand in solidarity with people who want to have their future in their hands and who want to be able to live a free life where they are not controlled by totalitarian society and government that we see actually in many, many different countries still in the world. And so it's been good to be with you today to talk about what is absolutely necessary and that is the situation in Iran. Take care, God bless you and have a wonderful day further. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.